What's going on, everybody? Rise and shine. This is the Trophy Hunters podcast, October the 5th, otherwise known as Colleague Fan Day, the first annual Colleague Fan Day. And we are recording just after noon Eastern time. Joining me on this episode, dude, it's a long time coming. How's it going, Ryan? Oh, my goodness. What a day. What a day. This is an exciting time to be a fan of Colleague Racing. A huge announcement coming from Colleague at their fan day, as we kind of anticipated. I am super stoked, super excited, and I am ready to roll. Absolutely. There was a, there was a lot that has uh, come out and been speculated upon uh, over the uh, the last little while. Um, we we sort of I I, I believe anyways. I don't want to you know toot our own horn too much here, but I believe we were the first ones that sort of put out the whole okay. When you look at this flyer, this is what it could mean, and it really makes sense to me. And uh, it made sense to you too. And I'm trying trying to pull up the flyer here because they didn't have it ready. Uh, this was the first flyer they put out. Obviously, they put out a more updated one closer to the fan day. But when this flyer came out, man, this is mid-Kyle Bush negotiations too, might I add. Even though they were negotiating with Kyle Bush at that time, I said to myself, that's AJ Allmendinger. And then when Justin Haley had his Daytona comments, uh, not the one uh, that sort of met, led some people, including myself, to believe that maybe Kyle Bush was already a done deal, but rather the fighting for his ride, it's not hard to do the math. If they already agreed to a deal with AJ for next year and they had a chance to put Kyle Busch in a car and weren't going to get another charter, then Haley probably would have been back to the Xfinity series is my guess. Um, also, can we now officially stop with the colleague has to lease their charter to RCR nonsense? I know there's been people putting that out online for a while. Uh, it made no sense to me at all and, I, and i'm glad that uh, that didn't come to be dude aj allmendinger let's start with there there's a lot more to get to but aj allmendinger is back full time in the cup series in 2023 and very likely uh beyond uh as we've got a sort of a glimpse at what his deal looks like with the uh, colleague racing and uh maybe dive into that a bit dude yeah absolutely uh, i mean this is the day we've been waiting for um you know since we started doing these episodes this was our prediction from the start you know um the the flyer was a huge indicator to us you know using the action industry colors they've been the primary sponsor for aj allmendinger this season um that you know this was probably a very good uh you know message that hey aj's signed on and he's ready to go and you know i, I said it last week the uh the poker face on, on AJ wasn't very good in my eyes because there's no way that there hasn't been levels of discussion about AJ Allmendinger driving full-time in the cup car, especially considering the results that they've had this season. Um, you know, and the, the group, the three of those gentlemen, you know, Chris Rice, Matt Colling, AJ Allmendinger, I mean, they are a very tight group. They are playing golf. They are hanging out. They are constantly in communication. So, you know, I, I definitely need to, you know, pat you on the back a little bit and say we we kind of called this about a month ago, probably even more so at this point. So, you know, while today's the official announcement and Jordan Benaki came out on Monday and kind of teased it as a, 
as, as a bit of a spoiler, but you know, this is something we've had on the radar now for a little while. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're at a point now where it is official and AJ is going to run. And, you know, it, I think this is the right decision for the team. And I never had any doubts that they were going to run this car, uh, for AJ for, and then the second car is going to be Justin Haley, all of that smoke about leasing a charter to Richard Childress racing, uh, was just a bunch of, uh, you know, fans and, and, and to some sort media, you know, personalities out there trying to, you know, spin some news to, to, to make it more realistic. You know, the, the bigger team is going to come in and take care of the smaller team, but that is just not colleague style. Matt colleague is here to win. And, you know, there was never a doubt in my mind, um, that that charter was going anywhere, but with the scene car and, you know, and now we have AJ and on board and, you know, I, I think next year they're going to be very competitive. And Justin, as we talked about in the last episode, has really stepped up his results. He's running very competitively. We've seen what AJ has been able to do with the road courses and on the short tracks and on the mile and a half. You know, he's running consistently more towards the top 10. So I have high, high hopes that next year that, you know, and they said it at today's press conference, they are here to make the playoffs. This isn't uh a joyride you know aj's didn't sign up to just go run laps and say he's a cup driver he signed up to be a playoff driver and and winning all these races in the xfinity series has i think propelled him not just emotionally and and psychologically but as a racing driver i think his craft has improved to the point where he can go out there and compete at a very level and and make the playoffs and, and make a decent run so uh we'll see how that plays out come you know going forward but uh, I think at least, you know, maybe this is just the high of the announcement, but I, I am feeling really good about where they're, where they are as an organization and what they're willing and capable of doing next season. It makes me wonder if he might have more, uh, races left in the 16 cup car post, uh, the Roval. We know that, uh, Gregson specifically has a, a sponsor to, uh, run, uh, with colleague, I forget the uh, it's the the automotive group there, the insurance group. I can't oh, remember. The Bamatro group, uh, uh, black and like blue American looking car. Oh, the Freed, yeah, the Freedom Group. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Um, so we know that he has that. Ra- he has all the rest of the races. However, he's also filling in for uh, Alex Bowman. We don't know how long Alex Bowman's going to be out. It's unfortunate. Uh, we'll touch on it more on a crossover podcast. Actually, that we're going to do. Uh, with the four wide podcast, but uh, Bowman's out for a bit and uh, we don't know how long. And then it's also kind of like, I really want AJ to have the best chance he can at winning the Xfinity championship this year. Uh, we know it's a little bit of a long shot. Um, maybe less so now that the cars are showing a little bit more speed. Um, clearly they've been saving their best stuff, which we were kind of skeptical on if they'd be doing that for Xfinity or not. And it seems that they have been so far anyway. Um yeah. More specifically at Texas, it was it was very noticeable. Um, but uh, I also wouldn't be against, hey, you know, if you, if you need to go run the 16 car uh, a couple of times, then go run the 16 car. We all yeah. know, though, that they could, uh, Hendrick could pluck any driver they want in that 48, and it's going to be uh, just fine. Uh, before we go any further, though, man, I want to bring up uh, the fact that AJ was asked if this was a one-year commitment or a multi-year commitment. And he sort of grinned and looked at Chris Rice and was like, uh, I don't know how you want me to answer that. <laughs> um, 
and basically, again, there's going to be some people that uh, jump on me here for using this term, especially those that don't like calling racing, but it was basically re revealed he has the Jeff Gordon deal. I don't think that's overstating things. It, it could be in Cup another four or five years. He could be in Cup this year, and if it goes bad, and he's back to Xfinity after he retires, probably still with the organization. This sounds like a lifetime deal for AJ Allmendinger with Colleg Racing. It certainly does, and and they didn't shy away from it. So I mean, I, I don't think there's you know any intent to hide what the what the plan is, and you know, and and Chris Rice started the whole press conference with a you know, relatively touching, you know, story about how, you know, AJ trusted the process and, and took a leap of faith on colleague and, you know, now colleague is returning the favor with AJ and, you know, and, and they came out and said, AJ has a multi-year deal in place. Um, he's only committed to one year in the cup series next season. Um, but that doesn't mean that uh, the next following seasons will be in cup. It's sounds like it's up to aj and what he wants to do and you know and they said the same thing when he took the xfinity ride last year that you know what if it wasn't working out he wasn't happy if he was stressed out they would cut it back to a part-time schedule and if he liked doing it they could you know do more of it and you know and i see the exact same thing happening that there's like you know obviously the the cup series is a different animal than the xfinity series and you know uh, the results the expectations definitely need to be tampered a little bit because you know you're racing against the hendrix and the joe gibbs and uh you know running in the top five week in and week out is probably not you know realistic you know top tens even are going to be unrealistic on a week-to-week -week basis so you know, if AJ is getting stressed or he gets to that, you know, mental point where he was with JTG and he's not happy, then they go back to the Xfinity series and he knows he can compete there for wins and championships. And, you know, and, and I personally think that this is uh, a situation where AJ is going to excel. We've talked about the car, how it suits his driving style that, you know, that he's going to be competitive and he's going to have a good time. So, you know, obviously next year, but the year after that and the year that, you know, they, they made it very clear that the way the contract is structured, that he can go as long as he wants to, and he can race in pretty much whatever series he wants to. And, and to me, I agree. I heard lifetime contract, um, you know, and AJ made it very explicitly clear today as well, that he plans to retire from call of grace and he doesn't plan on going anywhere else so you know results be damned good bad or indifferent uh um, no, you know no. calling is his home so. yeah sort of jump on your toes here a bit but like there is no doubt that other teams given how he has performed not just in xfinity but in cup would be going oh hey well we have an opening here like you know i'm sure you can attract some sponsors you've already done the same for colleague uh what about us uh like there's no doubt that he was a commodity yeah. And colleague has locked him up for, for life, basically, which barring, you know, any disastrous fallout, uh, which they don't seem like the organization that lets those sort of things happen. Um, it's just it's incredible, man. It, it's it's great. And I will go one step further. Well, they wanted to jump or uh, stop short of saying he'd be in cup X number of years. AJ's 40 years old. He'll be 41 at the beginning of next season. I view this as he has three to five years left. Could be more, depending on if he's fit and depending on what kind of schedule he runs. Um, but my guess is AJ will more than likely never be full-time in the Xfinity series. Again, unless it gets to a point where Chandler's, 
Chandler guy we're not going to talk about yet. Uh, that guy, I just jumped ahead of myself. Big, big spoiler alert. Um, uh, when that guy, who was a big grab for calling today that we're going to talk about, and I want him to have just sort of his own segment here soon. Uh, if that guy continues to to, to to pardon me to develop at the rate that he already is, uh, then you got Justin Haley who's showing major growth this year in the Cup Series, especially over the last ten weeks or so. Um, then then maybe you get to a point where okay, you know now you can go back down to Xfinity. But um, at the end of the day, I know people were yelling at us on Twitter uh, quite literally. Sometimes people were very uh, passionate about. No, AJ has said he will not go back to Cup. He enjoys Xfinity too much. This is where he's staying. Uh, he has no interest in pursuing Cup. And my comeback to that was always, he never said that. He said he prefers to stay in Xfinity, but ultimately he will do what's best for the organization. And what's best for the organization is to have the best, most talented driver in the organization run in the equipment that makes the most money and is going to be the equipment that... Uh, produces the longevity of the organization going forward. Um, and obviously, he's way more open to it this year. He, he, we just, you and I just watched an interview with Bob Pockrass where he says he absolutely loves the car. So, uh, obviously, safety concerns, uh, which is a, a no brainer at this point. Um, but I, I think it's very clear that this is the direction he's going, barring a just disastrous year. You can probably bet uh, AJ Allmendinger is going to be in that 16 cup car for the next few years, if not a little longer, and uh, start buying your 16 merchandise because that's going to be his number for a little while. Yeah, I tell you, and, and and I know it's a small thing, but there there's something to a number uh, that really just is attractive, and and the 16 has really spoken to me, uh, and, and it's something that I care about, and I'm very happy to see he's going from the 16 Xfinity to the 16 Cup. That is his identity with college racing, and that's going to continue. So that that is really exciting. And, and again, like I, and my counter to those arguments that we've we've had with, and, and I won't say arguments, but passionate conversations we've had with people about AJ's willingness to go to Cup racing is, he did leave JTG in a very bad place, but it became very noticeable very quick once he joined college that, totally different organization. The, the cars are at a different level. He was running really well. Um, and and it, it, I think it, it got to that point where even AJ realized that he belonged in Cup, and maybe he didn't real, maybe feel that way when he he left the series initially. Um, but the results have shown in the Xfinity series and now in the last couple of years in the Cup series that he is a Cup worthy driver, you know, and and his skill set is clearly beyond that of the Xfinity series and. And, and if he didn't take the opportunity to go full-time Cup Series, there would be some doubt about, you know, what could have been. And, and AJ and, and Colleg Racing, as an organization, don't strike me as the what-could-have-been organization. They are going to grab, you know, things by the horns, and they're going to dive in headfirst and see where it goes. And, you know, you know AJ has said many times he's going to do what's best for the organization, and you know, he is the best driver without question. And that is no disrespect to any of the other drivers on the team. Uh, you know, AJ Allmendinger is, is a playoff worthy driver at the cup series. And his talent is, is so exceptional that it needed to be, you know, shot. It needs to shine brightest on the biggest stage. And, and that's where we are going in the next year. It gives colleague, you know, a real strong opportunity to run for wins and playoffs and, 
um, you know, and see where that that plays out. So uh, I, I really do feel good about where they are as, as an organization. And uh, there, there probably is a, a shelf life um, with AJ. I mean, he is going to be 41 next year. You know, I, I do think probably five years max once he gets to that 46 range which is where kevin harvick is this year uh you probably get to that point where okay now we need to start you know maybe a transition plan uh to the future um and you know what i i could see him going back to the xfinity series but on his own decision basis uh you know maybe he decides that the grind of 36 races is at that age is too much but he still likes racing i could see him volunteering stepping out uh to to pursue that now but that's years down the road i don't want to dive too much into that but you know compared to other drivers in the past and i'm going to bring up a driver like elliot sadler who didn't have much of a choice he's like eh, it's xfinity or bust uh i i think aj is at that point where he's going to run out the next handful of years be competitive make a playoff run or two or three uh and when it's all said and done He's going to step back and race for fun like he has the last couple of years. And, and he's and he said it today as well that, you know, once his racing days are done, his hope is to stay with colleague in some sort of competition role. I could easily see him transitioning into a competition director or some sort of leadership role similar to Chris Rice, uh, driving coach. You know, they said he'll be on the pit box next year for the Xfinity Series trying to help lead the organization forward. Um, and there is going to be a big transition going into the Xfinity Series. Uh, as we talked about with the with the, the, the other announcement that came today, um, you know, with, with Chandler Smith. So, uh, there's a lot on a lot of meat on that bone in both the cup and the Xfinity for AJ. Oh no, absolutely. And I just doing the math, uh, six years from now, uh, or from the beginning of the season, we'll put him at 46, uh, cause he's 41 at the beginning of the next season. So I'd say six years is, is the, the long end of things. And I know in our little group chat, I pointed out, Hey, Kevin Harvick's 46. And one of our buddies kind of shot me down Well, Kevin Harvick's a special case, but I'll be honest, if you put A.J. Allmendinger beside Kevin Harvick right now, you cannot convince me that Kevin Harvick's a better race car driver than A.J. Allmendinger. Five years ago, you could convince me of that. Now, not not so much, especially even with like the uh, the equipment comparisons. I think if you take the, their stats this year, all the races that they, and just look at the races A.J. has run and not, not just road courses, by the way. He's run far more than that. People like to say, well, he's just running the road courses. That's not the case. And we're going to get into some numbers here in a moment. I think he's right there with those guys. Like the only concern I have about him not making the playoffs last next year is if he has to win to get in it. Cause I'm not convinced that they're going to win a race. Uh, they could, they'll, they'll contend for sure, especially on the road courses, but anything can happen. But if there's not 16 different winners, um, come time for the playoffs, I absolutely believe AJ Elmendinger gets in on points. He's yep. just seen how this team and okay, we're not the fastest car this week, and that's fine. We're going to go collect the most points anyway. And yeah. they do it every week. Well, and that's, you know, and again, this is no disrespect to any of the the media on, you know, Twitter and, and all the other social media sites. But, yeah, everybody's, we're penciling in AJ for the playoffs. He's got five road courses, and they go into all the details about, hey, this is why AJ is going to win on these road courses. And, you know what? I don't disagree. He's the best road racer in NASCAR, potentially the best road racer in the history of NASCAR. Certainly can't discount his abilities to win. I think he very easily could. But at the same token, look at how competitive the series is. I mean, it, you can't pencil in a win. Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, uh, Kyle Larson. I mean, all these guys and others 
Tyler, Tyler Reddick. Um, Chase Briscoe's he hasn't shown a lot since going to cup, but you're right. He dominated and, and Austin Cindric. I mean, so, I mean, just right there, you're talking at least a half dozen drivers who are elite road racers at the cup series. So, you know, I, I'm not willing to pencil in a victory. I mean, it's certainly possible, but you can't guarantee it, but he's going to competitive enough throughout the season that again, like this year was a big outlier with we're up to 19 winners now. Uh, I do not see that next year. Um, so barring some level of craziness with that many winners again, uh, I think AJ gets into the playoffs via points, not via win. Um, and that's almost more satisfying, to be honest with you. Colleagues' approach seems to be, and I, I'm going to assume, even though they haven't really done this a lot uh, this year with their cup cars, uh, specifically, they could have really only done it with the 31. And uh, that's not the way they ran most of the races this year. But hey, if they go to Pocono and they're running, you know, 15th to 20th and they know they're just not going to have top 10 speed, you stay out and you get, there's not always going to be the option, but there are going to be options to collect stage points even when you're not the fastest car. And I guarantee you they're going to go in with that strategy and be like, okay, so we don't have a shot at a win here. We're going to go collect as many stage points as we can and finish somewhere inside the top 20 and leave with a good points day. I guarantee you that will be their strategy going into next year. Some people might not like it, uh, but you gotta you gotta know where you're gonna be strong. And I want to bring up AJ's stats from this year, which I think some people might be surprised just how good he's been. Uh, as we see, the first five races didn't exactly go as according to plan. Uh, Phoenix was okay though. You know what? Twentieth at Phoenix, first race of the year, not bad. Uh, that's not, not his best track either. He does not perform very well at Phoenix. No, never really has. He's had some qualifying speed there before in the past, but that's always been about it. Um, no matter what car he's been in. I think he was uh, the pole one year in the 43 and uh, and just had nothing uh, come race time. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Phoenix is not strong for him. Uh, Richmond has just in general been horrific for colleague this year in the cup cars. They do not have that track down. Hopefully that's somewhere they can make some gains. But tracks like uh, Richmond and like Phoenix are, are tracks where you can go, okay, or even, you know, Pocono or some of the other tracks, Michigan, where you go, okay, well, we might not have, you know, winning speed here, but we're going to take advantage of the stage points. Coda says 33. We all know that at, at worst, that should have been somewhere between first and third. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and so let's scratch that one off. Martinsville, the car was having issues all race. They thought something was going on it. And Dover, issues came up again with brakes. I don't even think they finished Dover. I could be wrong. But uh, I, know they, uh, I know they lost the brakes there. Since then, they have not finished worse than 19th. And that Sonoma race really should have been a ninth place finish. It was uh, He had no power steering and had a spin with like two laps to go. Um, so... That cost him some positions, and it was a pretty bad spin, too. He he almost hit the inside wall at Sonoma uh, there. He had to drive it off and, and coast it around. Uh, but, dude, his average finish in 14 races, albeit this includes the All-Star race, is 15.2. That is better than, I believe, two or three of the chase drivers. His average finish, if you take away the, the Coda disaster, thank you, Chastain, and uh, the power steering issue at Sonoma, which, you know, killed him with two laps to go. It's 13.6, and that puts him smack dab right in the middle of the chase drivers. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. 
you know, again, I think we we've said this kind of ad nauseum now, but he is racing the best he's ever raced. And, you know, seeing these results at tracks that, you know, aren't necessarily his strong suits, um, you know, New Hampshire, 16. It's a really tough track. It, it's a tough track for a lot of teams that, you know, decent, decent day there. And, and that's what you need to make the playoffs. Even if you don't have the best speed in the car, um, you know, bring it home for top 15 or right around 15th. And you're going to accumulate those points. And, you know, you, you said something about, you know, they're, you know, even if they don't have the best car, they can stay out and try to get stage points. And, you know, if you look at how they raced Texas um, in the Xfinity series, you know, they really focused on those, on those stage points where, you know, Hamrick won the first stage, AJ won the second stage, but they both stayed out at the end of those stages to get those points. And, you know, I, I expect a similar uh, uh, method throughout the season next year, as you, as you suggested, that, you know, if you maximize stage points and still can bring it home in the top 15, 20, um, you're going to have a sneaky good year. And and some of these other tracks, I mean, Richmond, it's been a struggle. I, yeah, I don't want to write off Richmond, but I'm about to. But you know what? Even at Martinsville, nobody could pass no one the, the this package the one thing that we've you know kind of talked about great mile and a half pretty good road course but the short track package with the new car is not very good at the moment and there's a multitude of reasons for that um but everybody was caught up by that not just us so when I, when they came back around and, the, and they ran at bristol um a few weeks ago much much better result and and i think you're going to see big gains at the short tracks for sure at some of these results so even dover uh you know since his uh days at rpm it hasn't been his best track but he's better than 33rd so i, I really do think you know between his consistency and you're even seeing it in the xfinity series by the way not to pivot too much but you know he has 25 top tens in the xfinity series if he can finish the remaining five races in the top 10 he'll break the xfinity series record ends in a season that consistency on its own where he is at in his career is going to probably get him in the playoffs yeah no i i think it's it's definitely there i could see a situation where they don't make the playoffs but they're right there on the cusp they're going to challenge i'm going to go one step further though man both of their cars are going to challenge to make the playoffs you see both track house cars in the playoffs this year um and I think both of their cars are going to challenge. Obviously, AJ is going to have a better shot for sure. And as much as I love Justin Haley, every team, unless you're Hendrick and Gibbs, who have more than one A car, AJ will be the A car. Uh, it's not like they're going to be breaking up the team Haley has, but uh, funding matters. Matt Colleague funds uh, Haley's car basically the entire season. Although he gets back from that because it's, again, we've talked about this before on the show, uh, leaf filter protection uh they have a a marketing budget so they just choose to spend it on their own nascar team and they still see the return from that so not every team's in position to be able to do things like that uh and they are i did like though before we move on because there's a lot to talk about i did like <laughs> that when they were talking about the uh the cup schedule <laughs> next year aj joked about the uh the dirt race <laughs> at bristol <laughs> and uh and everybody bursted out laughing and uh i gotta be honest that i have no doubt that's gonna be a ugly one <laughs> yeah that when you chalk up you go out there you have have some fun and uh you know make the most of it and 
Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting race. Uh, he has ran the prelude to the dream a handful of times, as he touched on in his, in his uh, interview today. But um, not expecting much there. Just be, just have fun. And, and I think that's again when you when you know you're going to have some bad races, just maximize them. Have bring bring that colleague men, mentality to the team. Make sure you're enjoying yourself and and move forward. So uh, I think they're going to do that, and 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 maybe even surprise. We'll see. Time will tell. The the one thing that didn't come today that we thought might come today was there was no announcement about partners on uh, on AJ's car, which some people might find concerning. I'm not too concerned about it. Look at the sponsorship that he's brought in to colleague. I know some people assume that, you know, uh, that they're colleague sponsors, but the truth is AJ has brought in some sponsors all on his own. Um, it's a team effort. I'm not saying that, but... I'm not saying it's not a team effort, but he has been able to attract sponsors on the Xfinity side, on the Cup side, and I think uh, all those things are very important going forward. I just think when you look at this flyer, man, there's no reason to not assume that Action Industries is going to be all over that car next year. Although, we thought Hyperice was going to be all over the car this year, and they are on the car, but they're an associate partner this year. That's it. Um you look at how many races action industries had done in the hopefully for the next episode, I'll be able to dig it up, but they've done a ton of Xfinity races. They finally got their first win at Dega, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Uh, but they also uh, have been on, I believe every cup race for him. That is not Andy's frozen yogurt at the all-star race or uh, goldfish casinos. I think action industries has been every other race. They have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am a little surprised um, based off the flyer and the colors that, uh, that there wasn't uh, any announcement at all. But there there wasn't any logos outside of the colleague logos anywhere to be seen. So, I, I mean, it's I don't want to read too much into it, but um, I kind of look at it as they, they probably wanted to compartmentalize the announcements. This announcement was, hey, big news. AJ Allmendinger is coming back full-time cup racing. Uh, and they wanted to focus on that and and maybe they're still working out the logistics of the contract of any sponsorship deals in place. They don't, they're maybe not quite in a position to announce it. Um, but based off what we've seen with action industries and how, you know, they, a company that we didn't see at all last year to a company that um, has stepped up to the plate in a massive way. Uh, and as you just mentioned in the Xfinity series and the cup series, uh, I don't see them being a one season wonder. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to definitely see Action Industries on that car in a big prominent role. I mean, I know in the previous episodes I've said upwards of 20 races. Who knows? Um, I'm still confident that they're going to be a big, big partner for Colleague Racing and AJ. And we didn't get that announcement today. A little surprised. Um, but the fact that there were no sponsorship logos anywhere uh, kind of make me feel like they, they that, that wasn't the intention for today. They wanted to focus forward on the organization as a whole. Uh, obviously, AJ was the big announcement, um, but we definitely got some clarity on the Xfinity side as well. Um, and I th so we'll see. But yeah, you're right. I think Action Industries, um, you know, the Goldfish Casino stepped up there this year to six races. Um, Andy's was on the car twice this year at Texas. So, um, you know, I kind of expect that same group of partners to be back next season and, uh, you know, maybe we'll shift some you know, nutrient AG in and out. You know, I, I'm not concerned about the sponsorship aspect of it. For, um, you know, that's always a concern. Like, are you going to have the money to fund the car and you need funding to be competitive? 
Um, yeah. And and I know they didn't speak about it today, but I'm not concerned about it. Uh, they, 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 the organization has their ducks in a row. There's going to be some good sponsorship on the car. And I think Action Industries is going to be the lead for that for sure. Um, you know, and, and I look at it's high price. You know, last year, I'm very thankful they came on board. Um, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that they were given a really awesome deal. You know, if, if you come on and you sponsor AJ for X amount of dollars, we're going to give you a return far exceeding kind of what that value represents. And and they couldn't match that this year. They stayed on board as an associate. Um, but anyway, I, I'm, I we'll see where it plans out. But I have no doubt after he's going to be back in a big way. Uh, our prediction game's been pretty good so far, man. Uh, we, 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 I mean, you more so had the Chandler Smith thing than than i did and and we both had the hey look at this flyer this this is too spot on to not have an aj in my opinion and it turned out to be true i'm gonna go one further this is such a small prediction but i predict action industries will be the biggest partner on aj elmendinger's car next year um and that uh and this is such a small thing but like give me an action industries racing hauler i'm I love colleague, but I'm sick of seeing the colleague company's hauler. I want AJ to have a hauler with a primary sponsor on it as the as the main thing. Uh, and again, that sounds like it's such a small thing, but I think that matters. When you can show up at the racetrack and be like, hey, that's not just my team name on that hauler. There's my sponsor. They're paying the bills. And I, th yeah. I think that goes a long way. It used to bug me when he was with uh, uh, the later days in RPM, even the early days at RPM uh where he would just the hauler would just be it's like this black hauler with uh, some smaller sponsors on it and you could tell it was low funded and i believe and we've said this for a while despite other people saying otherwise matt colleague is going to sink money into this team yeah they missed out on kyle bush they're gonna they're gonna take every opportunity to strengthen their team and while they might have missed out on kyle bush uh turning the page here they got what most people consider outside of Ty Gibbs to be Toyota's biggest prospect, a Kyle Busch member. Uh, Chandler Smith is on his way to colleague racing, replacing AJ Allmendinger in the 16 Xfinity car. This is, uh, again, I'm not too familiar with this guy. I got to lean on Ryan for information and the fans for information and view the stat line which we'll pull up here shortly um this seems like a, a huge win for the organization we've talked about them needing building blocks going forward i'd say this is a pretty good start man oh in fact in fact it is you know and and you know chandler smith is, is one of those drivers that yeah, i didn't know who he was until last year and, and you know if you look at the track record of trd and and uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports in the Truck Series. They have a real knack of, of you know, finding some really good talent in the lower series. And, um, you know, one thing I did find out today that Chandler Smith has been a TRD development driver for seven seasons up until this point. So, um, you know, even before his his days at Kyle Busch Motorsports, um, he, he was in a Toyota development probably in the Arca series or maybe some late models prior to that. I don't know his history too well uh, beyond the truck series. But, you know, the one thing that, you know, you can tank to the bank, uh, especially with these young drivers, if if they're getting a Kyle Busch Motorsports seat and they've got that TR thing, um, there is an expectation that these guys have a real opportunity 
not not only to perform in, in the truck, but to move up through the ranks into the Xfinity series, into the Cup series. Um, you know, when you look at the, today in the Cup series, you know, there are quite a few Toyota racing development drivers now uh, racing not uh, racing competitively. Um, so I think there's there's got to be some expectation that Chandler Smith is is the real deal. Um, and, and he's shown it this year. Um, you know, he has, uh, four extended or four truck wins this season, I believe. Uh, maybe it's three. Let's see, I see three there. So yeah, he, he has five total wins in the truck series, uh, three this season, you know, eight top fives, 14 top tens, you know, and you can see in his laps led, he's almost doubled them. You know, he, he's taken the sophomore jump in the truck series. Um, and, and, you know, there's a, you know, strong chance he's going to win the truck championship this year um obviously you know once you get to phoenix it's it's a crap show and you know it's who winner take all and it's going to be hard it's hard to win champ you know he's definitely one of the favorites to win the championship and 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 i'm very excited about this and i know we talked about creating a, a pipeline you know maybe a truck series in the future late model series in the future certainly doesn't seem like that's where they're going to be going into 2023 um but replacing the the, the veteran in aj who's going, obviously going full-time cup with a young driver in chandler smith um you know who's 20 years old very very young um to take over the 16 car uh, and, and run it in the Xfinity series is a huge win for the organization. There is no doubt that, you know, Chandler has been looked very favorably amongst, uh, you know, up and coming drivers, you know, I, I'm not, and if you look at the Kyle Busch to RCR, you know, I think that fallout is, uh, is getting played out a little bit in the fact that Toyota is losing some really good development drivers and Chandler Smith is that, that main guy. So, you know, now you've got the young driver, and, and I and I know we'll talk, you know, touch on this more in future episodes. You know, but there's definitely got to be some expectation. He is only 20 years old. He will be a rookie in the Xfinity Series next year. Um, you know, there's there's a good op, good chance he's going to struggle a little bit. You know, until he gets his feet wet. Um, but if you look at the other drivers, you know, um, Smith or you know, Noah Gragson over the last couple of years. Um, you know, coming up from the truck series to the Xfinity series, it does take time, just like going from the Xfinity series to the cup series takes time. Um, you know, that it's, he's, I don't expect him to come out and light the world on fire next year, but he is going to have AJ on top of his pit box and he's going to be able to get coached up and he's going to learn. Obviously there's, you know, there's other cars in the colleague stable. Um, Landon Castle is going to return next year. They confirmed that today. Bob Pockers sent out a tweet saying Landon Castle is going to be back. So there's still veteran leadership in the Xfinity series that can help, you know, Chandler along as he develops. And um, this is almost as big as big of a deal as AJ going to the Cup Series because this is a driver. When you look at raw talent, is capable of winning races, winning championships, and and really leading a team to the to that next level even in cup um you know again if you look at justin haley and where he is at and his development you know trajectories can you know kind of you can kind of project where they're going to be in three years five years seven ten down the road um you know patience is required but this is a huge hire for college racing no absolutely i again i only i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i know chandler smith inside and out that would be disingenuous to the people that listen to this uh i haven't watched truck racing in a very long time the last truck race i watched 
I think Almondinger might have ran for, I'm probably going to get the team wrong. It might have been GMS um, at Watkins Glen, and the race didn't go overly well for, uh, for multiple reasons. Um, but uh, it's the last truck race I watched. Other than like now and then I might flick past a, a truck super speedway race or something. Uh, I'm going to be inclined to probably watch some of his playoff races here just to see uh, see what he's about. But uh, stats typically don't lie. And uh, the kid, when you when you look at how he's done, he has only gotten better. I think only two of those are full-time seasons. Uh, but he's gotten better uh, the more that he runs. Uh, he's led 440 laps this year. Average start of 7.3, average finish of 8.9. Three of them wins, and uh, he also seems to have a, a, a knack for running pretty good on road courses. Uh, at Coda, he had a fifth place finish, uh, which is pretty good. At Sonoma, he had a fifth place finish. Uh, at Mid Ohio, he was sixth place. Um, and uh, I believe he, I'm probably forgetting the. Um, a road course here unless they just don't do as many as the xfinity cars uh, uh they definitely don't yeah i think that might be it there uh sonoma fifth i don't know if i said sonoma too so uh but he uh i could have swore he was on the pole for one of those races somewhere uh but maybe not uh but he's he's got a lot of a lot of speed and hey last time i checked aj Almendinger had a pretty big impact on helping justin haley on uh, helping Ross Chastain, on helping Chris Busher really, uh, you know, find their craft in driving road courses. There's no reason to believe that AJ Allmendinger isn't going to be able to uh, sit down with Chandler Smith and and help him out. I'm expecting him to be quite good on the road courses next year, if yeah. I'm being honest. Uh, not to mention, yeah. they're going to be sitting in cars that run very well. So you mentioned pipeline man it's not exactly the truck series it's it's not an arca team or a late model team whatever uh but to bring in a uh someone with youth with raw talent who by the way has a sponsor that we assume is coming considering met colleagues come or sorry uh, chris rice's uh comments about uh his uh chandler smith sponsor which is we believe is safe light auto gas uh glass pardon me uh this is huge for the organization you needed someone not named justin haley who was young that you could go that could be our guy in three or four years let's start developing him and help him uh you know learn his craft more absolutely and and, and truthfully going going back to you channel smith's development's going to come into play um it wasn't announced today but i i think it's fair to say there you know we're going to see aj running some uh xfinity races probably at the road courses as well so you know the the best way to learn especially with a driver like aj they race with them, you know he's going to be able to look at the data and get back to you and and say hey these are your breaking points you need to you know shift here or maybe you know don't run this gear you know all of those very intricate aspects of road course racing having aj in the car next to him will will be hugely beneficial so i i i'm assuming that's where they're going to go next year so um, and then, and then, as you said, I mean, well, I, I don't want to get put the, you know, the card ahead of the horse here, but I do expect Chandler Smith to excel. Um, and, and he's going to run really well and, 
again, maybe 2023 is a year, grace year, let him learn, learn a little bit and, and, and see where he's at at the end of next year. But going into 2024 and beyond, I think uh, reasonable expectations of making the playoffs and winning some races and making, making a deep run. Um, and if that does come to fruition, as I, as I predict, I hope, um, now you kind of get to an interesting point of, you know, maybe he's ready to go cup racing and Justin Haley and AJ Allmendinger are still running in the cup series. So you, you also have to protect your talent because as we've seen just today, you know, Chevy colleague has poached Smith. Um, and, and if he does develop in, in a way that we kind of expect him to, you got to make sure he's not poached at the cup level. So, um, you know, as, as you look at the future of the organization, you know, you may, and I know colleague wants to add a third charter, so maybe that's an option down the road. So uh, just stuff to think about as, as you look to the future. Um, this is a great first step. Um, and I expect that Chandler Smith is the first of hopefully several other younger drivers um, stepping up into the Xfinity series with colleague, uh, you know, when, you know, Landon or Dan Daniel, you know, in the future might step out for various reasons and you replace them with younger talents. Um, or again, you know, they do uh, expand here if, if Daniel doesn't so, find uh, funding. So, yeah, well, that brings up the interesting point of, you know, it, they want to bring Daniel back, but Bob Pockris also tweeted today along with, you know, Landon is confirmed back next year. So that's really excellent news for Landon. And uh, they didn't announce a sponsor. So I don't know if that's Voyager or somebody else, but really good that Landon's going to be back, especially stability wise. Uh, that voice is returning. Daniel is another story. They said they, they're looking for sponsorship for Daniel. And um, right now it's kind of up in the air if he's going to come back or not. And, you know, maybe that means they do trip two car organization with Landon and, and Chandler if they can't find sponsorship um, or if they can then they'll be a three car organization so uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out but I, I, I get the feeling that Colleague wants to be a three car organization in the Xfinity series um, so whether that plays out this year or the following years um, and who those drivers are, are to be determined still uh, but if, if you look at where Colleague wants to go I, I see them wanting to be a three car organization a it gives them you know more pool of talents, uh, resources, sponsors, the whole nine. So um, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, and, you know, obviously we are in a wait and see pattern with Daniel Hemrick. Um, I, I would like to see Daniel Hemrick come back. Um, he is a champion. Um, you know, he's not going to you know light the world on fire, um, but you know he is consistent. And you know what's made AJ so good this year is that consistency. So having a championship voice in the in the garage to help not only Landon, but also now Chandler would be really big. So I don't want to lose Daniel Hemrick. I really hope he's able to come back um, and we'll see where that plays out. Uh, well, I'll throw another prediction out there. I think there's zero chance that they go into next season's Xfinity year with just Landon Castle and uh, uh, Chandler Smith. I think there'll be someone else, whether it's Daniel Hemrick, whether it's another prospect that they can pry from someone else. I don't think they'll go in with just those two guys. Uh, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, is there anything else, man, that you want to uh, to touch on uh, while we're here? It's such a big day for colleague. Um, I, I do want to say that I thought that the media did a poor job of, of, of handling today's uh, um, event. And uh, to me, it... it lends a little bit of uh proof to what i've been saying for a while now is if this is 
you know, a bigger named team uh, doing this, there's probably more media coverage. And it's unfortunate because it's a sport you want to uh, pay attention to the teams that are investing money in the sport and attempting to grow. And that's all, that's what today was all about. And uh, I did not think the media did a good job of handling it today. Uh, hopefully that changes uh, going forward. But uh, as a colleague fan, as an AJ Allmendinger fan, um, think about where we were with JTG. We were talking about this earlier. Allmendinger was literally losing his hair because of how stressed he was. Still had a year left on his deal when he left. Um, and, and that was it. You know, I thought that was it anyway. And I thought, you know, definitely far more talented driver than he'll ever be given credit for. He got a win. You know, I can live with that. And then here comes one of the most inspirational comeback stories in, in modern NASCAR history by my books and my accounts. Like he's won, uh, what did he say today? 13 races uh, with Colleg Racing. He is two-time Xfinity regular season champion. He's been contending for the championship. He has won at the cup level. He's been competitive at the cup level. Um, it, it, it speaks volumes about AJ Allmendinger's character and his determination, but it also speaks volumes of the team as well. And uh, it's a day to celebrate for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, and I, I I agree with you. I I felt like the announcement today, it, it felt weird, um, just the way it was presented. Um, I know they you know they obviously did it on their, their facility that this was the colleague fan day that they wanted to uh, represent the fans, and there were fans in attendance for the announcement, which is really cool. Um, but when you could. And again, I, I understand AJ is is not Kyle Busch, but you know I watched the Kyle Busch announcement. They did it at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You know there was a huge presence. Um, it was really well put together. They had a big stage, it, and it just felt like an announcement that had some oomph to it. Um, and this announcement kind of felt flat. Um, you know, obviously they when the broadcast came on the air, I don't know if you noticed this, but the microphone was hot. You could kind of hear the conversation between uh, AJ, Chris and, and Matt, which uh, again, it was kind of interesting, kind of funny because they were joking a little bit, but uh, wasn't as, I guess, professional as I was expecting it to be. And, you know, and even the way I love that AJ got to announce Chandler as his replacement, and they clearly had that set up. They had the keys, and they're handing it off, and you know it was a big deal that AJ got to do that, and I respect that immensely. Um, but you know, just the way Chandler walked in on the side, they didn't have a seat. They only had one microphone that they were passing amongst the three of them. That felt weird to me. Why didn't they each have their own microphone? Um, so yeah, I, I think the it was a little disappointing with how it was presented. Um, it definitely didn't quite have the same pizzazz as, uh, as the bigger teams. And and I do think that is probably a, a part of the growing pains, per se, um, as they become a bigger organization, more competitive, win more races, maybe a championship down the line. Uh, that's going to look different. Um, but at the end of the day, the announcement was made. It was really exciting. And by about 5 o'clock this afternoon, Nobody's going to know how the announcement was made, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, when you look at where, you know, just that career arc of AJ, um, you know, and, and, I, and I said this in the chat, when, when AJ came into NASCAR, he was driving the Red Bull 84, and um, I did not like AJ. 
I thought he was a brash d bag. He he came he rubbed me the wrong way, um, and and I know he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. It's it's been something he's kind of had to overcome over the years, um, with the fans, with his fellow competitors, um, and and you've seen that you know he he obviously started at a very low low. He missed a bunch of races early in his career. They brought in Mike Skinner like five races in to just get the car qualified because AJ wasn't qualified. So right out of the gate, he was at a low. And then, you know, he started to figure it out and Red Bull fired him. And then he had to move forward and he got in with Gillette Evernham, which then turned into Richard Petty Motorsports. And she's going forward. You know, obviously the Penske situation was a huge deflating moment of his career. He could have, that could have been it. That could have a decade ago, 2012 is when he drove for Penske Racing. And that situation there could have been the end of his career. But he fought back from that. He, you know, he he rose up, got a deal with JTG. So, you know, the the up and downness of his career is one of those that when you look back in the history of, of drivers, <laughs> there has not been many drivers that have had such a roller coaster career and and just the tenacity to continue forward and get better and evolve and and win a race in a car that probably wasn't capable of winning races um what i agree with you had that been the end in 2017 i would have been disappointed because he was so young but it would have been something i could have said all right this is it he got a win i'm excited um but now where he has evolved to he is a you know somebody in the garage that people look up to his fellow competitors really respect him we talked about this before you know kyle larson you know has come out and said this is a guy that i love racing with he's very very good you know he's got elite talent you know he's you know when he comes into the cup garage he gets media attention that he never got before you know because there is now this expectation that when he shows up he's going to be competitive and he's going to run well obviously his trajectory in the xfinity series is as a fan been something that i i've just cherished every moment all of the wins the regular season championships so um yeah i mean it, it is quite the story um that no other driver in modern history i think can come close to having so um this was a big day for for him for his fans and i'm looking forward to the next couple years and see where the trajectory plays out for him because i think his story is just now getting to a point where it can really excel. So, well, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm really excited for him and the team. So I apologize if people are watching me look everywhere as, as Ryan's talking. I took all of that. Uh, I just got to work at the same time as, as doing this multitasking. So um, this, uh, this has been an incredible experience, man. I think that uh, the comeback story cannot be overstated. There are people that will just never take AJ Allmendinger seriously because he hasn't won a champion. I still see it, dude. I still see it all the time on social media. He's only good at road course. He's done nothing else. It's like, where have you been for the last two or three years? Like, what are you watching that I'm not? Um, and it's just not true. And uh, that's the stigma of social media, though. Yeah, uh, everybody has an opinion, just like an ass. We all have one, and <laughs> and some of them are good, and some of them are not. And the people that don't think AJ Allmendinger can do anything but road course race. Uh, well, I would say that they're uh, fairly inaccurate uh, opinions. I did like Almondinger early on, though. 
And what got me, man, was, uh, I think I might've mentioned this on the first episode I did, which was uh, just myself. Um, he did an interview. He missed a Bristol race. I believe it was Bristol. And they interviewed him anyways. And he was just pissed. But it wasn't like whiny pissed. It was this, he needs to be better. He has to do better. Uh, it was like this drive to want more. And there's so many times that I've seen in professional sports, anything, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, football, basketball, whatever you want, where you see someone get complacent. I don't think I've ever seen AJ Allmendinger be complacent, and that's why I love him. Yeah, and, and you see it today. Every time he wins a race, that excitement, that jubilation, like he's just won a race for the first time because, you know, I, he doesn't take it for granted. And and every win can be your last win, and you and you have to enjoy those moments. And in the end, you know, that's that passion is what turned the table for me and, and why I've become such a fan of his is that he's he's old the the aggression the the anger and and he puts it now towards his driving and you know he he that same excitement is why he gets so down on himself at the same token but that's very relatable you know as as somebody that you know things don't always go right and you know he he's not afraid to show those moments so uh yeah it's and again i told you off air that you know, the moment that I truly became a fan is when he drove that 44 uh, Richard Petty Motorsports car a uh, couple years back. Uh, he did the Daytona 500. They barely scraped enough funding to get him in that race. And and him and Elliot Sadler and Casey Kane, uh, they put on a show. Those three RPM cars were bad fast. And, and, you know, he had a real chance to win that race. And it didn't work out. It finished third. But it was that moment of like, oh, man. Yeah, not only is this guy a personality, but he can really drive a car. And 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 I've always been an underdog fan. And and I that entire season he had to scrape and claw and 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 they barely had enough funding to get him to the track, as you said earlier, with you know this, the black hauler and all that. And I remember that season. They had some really wonky sponsors on that car. Anybody that would throw, you know, a few dollars their way, and they're like, All right, let's go. It's it's we'll put you on the car just get them from track to track and they did not miss a race that season. And that, and that it's a determination then is where it became real for me. Uh, well, we gotta, we gotta begin to wrap this thing up. We both have work commitments that we have to attend to. Uh, but I gotta ask you, man, before we go, uh, Talladega, what did you think? Obviously he finally won on a super speedway. And even though the cup cars didn't get the results necessarily that they wanted, Justin Haley was another top 15. Uh, they ran much better than where they finished. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we knew going in that the college cars on the Xfinity side, they race really well at the super speedways they have for a while. They're always up front, not just AJ. All of the cars find their way up front. Um, we, But this was a playoff race. I think the expectation was just don't wreck. Keep yourself clean. Get through this. Go to the Roval. Do your thing at the Roval. Um, but he raced in towards the front, eighth in the first stage, third in the second stage. And obviously him with the help of Landon. And I can't say that enough. I mean, Landon Castle is the reason AJ won the race because he stuck with him and he pushed him in the last handful of laps. And you know his push is what allowed AJ to slingshot to the side of Sam Mayer and, and, and win by three feet at the stripes. So it was just a matter of time. He's been so close for so long. 
it was just a matter of time until it fell into place. I wasn't expecting it, but man, it was an exciting win. I screamed on my couch because it just thrilling that he was able to pull off that last lap pass so a huge day for the xfinity team all three cars top 10 finishes um you know hemrick is still on the outside looking in for the playoffs but obviously aj is now locked in he's going to the roval where i think that he will be the odds on favorite um it is hard to win a race four years in a row but you know he should win that race he's the best road racer around there's nobody really there to compete with him outside of ty gibbs um and then, of course, the Cubs car. Yeah, I mean, Justin Haley, for the, the last 25 or so laps, if not longer, was always in you know the third row, fourth row back from the front. You could see his car on the screen the entire time. He was in the front. He was competitive. Um, you know, it didn't quite work out. You know, he got shuffled to the bag, finished 15th, but he was in the top 10 most of the day. So, um, as expected, both cars really, or both, you know, the Xfinity and the Cup side were very, very strong uh, at Talladega. We obviously got the result on the Xfinity side. Still, a top 15 is nothing to sneeze at. I know Haley could have won that race. It's his, he's great at super speedways, but you walk out of there with a top 15 in a clean race car, good day. So, um, all in all, could not be any happier with where they are, you know, out of coming out of Talladega, go, go um, and this is just, you know, from from a points playoff points position standings. If if um, AJ can win the Roval, that's five additional bonus points. He obviously got five bonus points for winning at Talladega. He won the stage at Texas. So, you know, there is a line here where he can really gain a bunch of playoff points going into the next round. And I was concerned that he was going to be in a very precarious position going into the final uh, three races prior to the championship. Uh, if he can win the Roval, all of a sudden his points position looks a heck of a lot better than it did. And you know, he, he really strong chance to make the championship for. I, I like that you emphasize top 15s there because uh, I know there's some people worried that they're not going to get to see AJ run up front. And you know what? You're, you're not going to see him as up front as often in cup. And guess what? you're not going to see the same amount of coverage for AJ in cup. That's just the way those guys do things on Sundays. Do you want the, uh, if you want the ultimate AJ Allmendinger fan experience, ready yourself with three screens, watch the race on TV. We're going to have in car cams. I think it's from now on. Uh, you'll be able to watch every single lap of AJ Allmendinger uh, with the in car cam and the scanner. That's how I watch when he does uh, cup races. Now that's how I watched Bristol. Uh, I paid attention to Haley last week that way. That is how you can get the ultimate colleague uh, racing experience on the Cup Series when the TV doesn't show them enough. They're going to show him on road courses for sure, but he's not going to get the attention uh, when he's running good on other tracks. They proved that with Bristol. Hardly ever on the screen, and he was top 15 all day, finished seventh. Um, that's just that's the way NASCAR does things. I don't agree with it uh, and, until the driver really forces their hand. And... Uh, I think there's going to be times where they they force his hand, but top 15s I think is where people should be setting their expectation mark. Go into next year and collect as many bloody top 15s as you can. Top 10s are bonuses, top 5s are great. The road courses, you know, there's not two of them anymore, so there's not going to be as much pressure, but go out and just compete for the win on the road course. That's my expectation this weekend at the Roval, dude. You know, I didn't get I wasn't fortunate enough to see Talladega. Uh, it was the chat that alerted me to what had happened. Uh, I was at a, a celebration of life for uh, a family member that had passed. And uh, I looked down at my phone uh, later in the evening. I'm like, oh, oh, 
he won on a super speedway. So, and it's one of the few races I didn't see this year. Of course, he, I also didn't see Portland this year. So <laughs> he's really kicking me, kicking me in the ass for not watching, but, uh, <laughs> uh, top 15s, I think for AJ and Haley, uh, they are good. Rack up as many top 15s and as many stage points as possible. And the points are going to take care uh, of themselves, man. I'm, I'm super stoked. Uh, my expectations this weekend, I'm not going to say win for either one, but my expectations are that he will be competing for the win, whether that's first, second, third, or fourth in, in both series. Obviously, a little better chance to win in Xfinity than in Cup, but I think he'll be competing for the win in both as long as equipment holds up because he was the third fastest car in the Cup Series, a different car, but third fastest car last year in the, uh, the Cup Series at uh, the Roval. I'm not just talking qualifier practice. He was consistently top three lap times. And then uh, the car broke. So if they can avoid that, he's got a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I am going to go on a limb and predict he wins the Xfinity race this weekend. Um, unless he just gets wrecked, which it's a road course. It can happen. Um, I, I think he's going to win. Um, Ty Gibbs obviously has been very, very fast. He's the only car that's within the same zip code as AJ on road course. Um, but the, he just runs the Roval so well. I really don't think even Ty will be able to keep up with him. Um, I, I think he wins the Xfinity race. Um, and but now that he's locked in, he doesn't necessarily have to race for stage points. So he can be more uh, aggressive with the pit strategies. You know, he doesn't need the points. He doesn't need the bonus point as much as that'd be nice. You don't need it. Um, so I, I expect some, them to be aggressive and, and one they'll carry over in the playoffs. They sure do. Yep. Up until the last week. Yeah. The last race, they don't. But uh, up until that point, you know, at the end of the road, they don't matter anymore. But through next week, they mean something. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a big deal. So winning that race will go a long way to making sure he has a better chance to make the final, final four. Um, but, yeah, he can be aggressive. He doesn't need the stage points. He can pit early. He can do what he needs to do. I, I, I feel good about that one. Uh, Cup Series, yeah, hard to say. I, I'm again as long as the car holds up and he doesn't uh, miss a shift or something like that which can happen he's done it twice now in his career um you know the car holds he doesn't blow the motor i think a top five is more than reasonable i i, I kind of expect top five and um you know chase elliott's gonna be really good kyle larson won last year uh tyler reddick is as we talked about really showed out this season so uh hard to predict a win I, maybe he could it's certainly possible i think it's his best track but I think a top five on the Cup Series is, is definitely a realistic opportunity today. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be disappointed if it wasn't a top five, to be honest. That's where my expectations are. Damn, I'm not saying seventh or eighth place wouldn't be good, but you want to make a statement for next year. You go and you, you run a top five, and I, I'm completely convinced that there is nobody better, including Kyle Larson, uh, at that racetrack than A.J. Allmendinger. There's just a massive equipment difference. So if he's in contention late, uh, great. My dream scenario, although this... This would uh, spark some debate for sure online is uh, is he's following Ross, Ross Chastain with a couple laps to go <laughs> and uh, and karma karma rears its ugly head in there. That's what I would like. It'd be very satisfying. That's for sure. Very satisfying. And this I like Ross, but uh, to see him spinning through the infield would not be a would not bring a tear to my eye. That's for sure. Um yeah, it's. I really do. Top five is, is definitely where I expect him to be. And, uh, you know, he's got momentum, too. I mean, I, I don't think that can be understated enough. Winning Talladega, this announcement. The whole team know, has momentum right now. The whole team has momentum right now. So, yeah, I think that's going to carry over. 
And if he does win Saturday, I mean, again, can't guarantee a thing, but if he does win Saturday, that's two wins in a row going to, to the Sunday race that on its own can carry a lot of weight for how he runs. So um, I, I think he's going to be very competitive and it would not surprise me in the slightest if he swept to the weekend. Yeah, time will tell. That's going to do it for us, though. That's a, that's a 70-minute episode in the books, previewing uh, previewing the Roval, recapping Talladega, and recapping the Colic Band-Aid. A.J. Allmendinger is your full-time driver uh, next year and probably for the foreseeable future uh, of that 16-cup car for Colic Race. And can't wait to watch him on Sundays again going forward. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Uh, and then Chandler Smith. A big, big snag for colleague racing, and even Chevrolet. I, I, I know we did, we don't really have time, dude. But I want to say, even though it's not Kyle Busch, I can't help but wonder if them going and poaching Chandler Smith makes Chevrolet, and then Almendinger also going up with his success, makes Chevrolet go, okay, maybe, maybe we need to give these guys a little bit more support because they damn well deserve it. Yeah, it's you know the, the thing about the Chevy stable. There's a lot of good teams in the Chevy stable. They obviously fund Hendrick Motorsports, you know, with Kyle Busch going to RCR. I know they're going to step up support of that organization. Uh, so I don't know how much uh, more of that pie is there to go around, but Colleague has not disappointed at all. They have shown that they are there to stay. They they deserve more support from Chevy, from sponsors, um, and and they've earned it. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. All right, man. Thanks for doing this today. It was a blast. And uh, Roval's coming up. What an exciting time to be a colleague fan. Uh, for those of you watching or listening, if you're on YouTube, comment down below. Let us know your thoughts. Are you happy that AJ Allmendinger is going back cup racing? Are you worried about it a bit? Uh, let us know what you thought of colleague fan day. Are you happy about Chandler Smith? Huge snag, in my opinion, and in Ryan's opinion, for the organization. And it's a big hit to TRD, too. Uh, a, a big one, it seems like. So uh, let us know in the comment section down below. You can also check us out on, where are we, podcast-wise, dude? Uh, we are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on Google. You can find us on Amazon as well. So check us out on all of the main podcast sources. I didn't even know Amazon was a podcast place. So uh, you learn stuff every day. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget, put a smile on that face. Enjoy your weekend. And if you're Canadian, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone.